He'll make people feel like, yeah, you thought that you were healed. You thought that you were healed. You see, because God can genuinely heal a person, and then here's what happens. He'll cause a symptom to come back. But a symptom is nothing more than a temptation to reclaim a condition for which God has already delivered you. So when you see the symptoms, you say, no, you don't. No, you don't. Not in the name of Jesus. No, you don't. 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 Now, you know, my wife got the chicken pox as an adult. It was so rough on her, but she was just like an invalid in the bed, you know, and it broke that. It ate her up. It just ate her up. And I walked in the bathroom one day, and I never had the chicken pox, and, and, and here comes something that looked like up on my arm. Oh, no, no, you didn't touch me. No, you didn't. But, you know, I went back to Luke 10, 19, and I took exousia authority in that bathroom. My wife is my witness. One pot came up on me, but no more. I, I said, you stop there in the name of Jesus. Back it up, back it up now in Jesus' name. It backed up. I was strong. My appetite was strong. I never broke out. I, did, I, never was, I never had any itching sensation. My wife's flesh was eaten up. He had a buffet on her. I'm just telling you, there's a power in the exousia authority that Jesus said, Behold, I give unto you. Behold, I give unto He's not sent you out. He knows that he's sending you out as sheep among wolves. Some of these folks are wolves. But he says... Uh, you got power. You got Holy Ghost power. You got a secret weapon that they don't even know anything about. And there's other folks are thinking they got oozes and all of this kind of stuff. Let me just tell you, when you got that, you can call somebody's ooze to lock up. You'd be surprised in the name of Jesus. I mean, I'm just, when you, I'm just telling you, when you, when you do that, there's a power in that. The devil will start whispering to people, your healing is never going to manifest. You're going to always be like this. He starts telling you stuff. So you can believe it. He's a deceiver, the great deceiver. Nobody loves you. You're going to always be alone. You know you odd, you weird. <laughs> you know Satan is, you know, Satan is, he's, he is shrewd. He will say stuff and then leave the scene and make you think it was your fault. But listen, when potential has not yet met power, a person can easily become frustrated when your potential has not yet met power it oftentimes can leave you frustrated but Satan remember he knows how to manipulate your emotions because he's going to deal with desire and joy and fear and sorrow he wants to manipulate an emotion that's happening and remember a believed lie becomes truth a believed lie becomes your truth, becomes your truth. And so people are so used to the lies of the devil that truth confuses them. And I have watched people, I spoke truth to one lady and she said to me, you know, she said, you, you've spoken the truth to me and she said, now nah, I'm so confused. I said, no, 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 you were confused when I got here. I said, the light of the word of God just showed it up. You were confused in the dark. I just turned the light on. The light just exposed your confusion.
But here's, thing, here's something that is a fact. God is not the author of confusion. Because when you are confused, you are immobilized. You cannot move when you are confused. You cannot move when you are confused. If he confuses you, you don't know what to do. Confusion ties your hands. It is a form of bondage. And confusion is a spirit that comes from the devil. It's a spirit of confusion. I've seen it work in families. A spirit of confusion. This one just against that one. And they don't even know who started this. And why do we even have this issue? Because a spirit of confusion. And until you discern the nature of the spirit, you don't need his name. You need to understand his nature. And then call that nature out. This spirit of confusion, this lying spirit, this, he's the accuser of the brother. And yes, she did it. She don't, she ain't never helped me. I don't have to be in here to help daddy. And ain't nobody helping me. And the whole family is torn up. And they're divided. And they're against one another. Because a spirit has slipped in. Notice this, Matthew chapter 13, verse 25. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. While men slept, while you sleep, he sneaks in. You don't even realize, when did, where did this confusion come from? Where did, uh, you, you just walk in, all you see is attitude. It's a, oh, all oh, the air has changed. You don't even know when this happened. Because while men slept, his enemy, his enemy came in. And sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. So please understand this principle that the enemy doesn't come with an announcement. He comes in with an agenda. He doesn't come with an announcement. He comes with an agenda and he comes in while people are asleep or unaware. I want you to understand this. It's powerful tools in terms of getting free and being free indeed. Matthew chapter 18 verse 18 and 19. Notice this. This, These are the words of Jesus. Truly I say to you. That whatever you bind on earth shall have been bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall have been loosed in heaven. And again I say to you that if any, uh, if two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. Just remember this, that if you want to change the, the fruit, you have to change the root. If you want to change the visible, you have to first change the invisible. If you want to change the visible, you must first change the invisible. See, we see the visible, which is the attitude, the spirit of rebellion, and you want to get a gun. We, we, if you want to change the visible, you have to change, you have to first change the invisible, which means that you've got to do some spiritual warfare. You've got to discern this thing to see the nature of this spirit so you can arrest it and call it out. And I want you to, I want to give you, walk you through very simply a process that I have used for many years. And this is the very first time that I'm sharing this process publicly. Here's the very first thing. If you see somebody who's operating under demonic oppression or possession, here's, here's the process. The first step is to repent. To repent. To repent literally means, uh, it's the Greek word metanoia, it means change of mind. To repent means to turn. It means to turn, to turn. Because sin is willful rebellion against the will of God. Sin opens the door to the demonic. 
So you need to shut the door through repentance. You shut the door through repentance because sin opens the door and sin makes us a slave. Sin opens this, this gateway to where demon spirits can now start moving and, and influencing your life. So the first step is to repent. Why do you need to repent? Because you need to be translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. And I'm talking about the person that we need to get delivered. We need to lead them in repentance. We need to lead them in repentance to bring them out from under that oppression of the devil. It, you, you're causing them to change kingdoms. So we lead them in repentance. We lead them in repentance. We lead them in repentance. Notice Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 2. You used to live in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. Notice, see, it's, that's a demonic spirit that is at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. That's what sin is, is refusing to obey God. So notice that. You used to live in sin, just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. See, remember, if you want to change the visible, you have to go to the unseen, to the invisible world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. And then notice Matthew chapter 3 and verse 8. Notice this. Prove by the way that you live that you have repented of your sins and turned to God. In other words, you should have another version, the King James Version puts it this way, that you, that you should have fruits of repentance. Fruits of repentance where people can see that you really have had a godly sorrow to the degree that you have turned. You've turned. Repentance is not an apology. Repentance is not an apology. It's a change of mind that results in a change of the direction that your life is living. And this is why he says, prove by the way that you live that you have repented of your sins and turned to God. So that should be fruits of repentance. So you repent. Step one to re re get the demonic out of your life so you'll be free indeed is to repent. Change kingdoms. Change lords. You repent. It's the turning. It is the change of mind. I don't want to live this way anymore. I've chased this and now I'm empty. Here's step two. Forgive. Forgive. Second Corinthians chapter 2, notice verse 10 and 11. Anyone whom you forgive, I also forgive. Indeed, what I have forgiven... If I have forgiven anything has been for your sakes, for your sake in the presence of Christ, so that we would not be outwitted by Satan, for we are not ignorant of his designs. Yes. Notice, we don't want to be outwitted by Satan, so we are, we are not ignorant of his designs, of his devices. And then notice Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31 and 32. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another just as God through Christ has forgiven you. He says, listen, don't forgive people like they forgive you. Forgive people just as God through Christ has forgiven you. So he's telling you specifically how to forgive. Well, I'm with, they ain't apologize to me. No, no, no. This has nothing to do with the other person. You forgive them the way that God, through Christ, has forgiven you. 
That's the real biblical pattern for forgiveness. But you have to repent for what you've done. That person, lead them in repentance. Lead them in forgiving, forgiving. Because listen, demons come into a person's life at a point of injury. An attack, abuse, a rape. He comes in where something uh, negative has happened. And they end up having terrible feelings of bitterness and resentment. They hated what happened to them. But it opened the door. That hate, that bitterness opened the door to the demonic. And see, the scripture says, whose sins you retain, they are retained. And whose sins you remit, they are remitted. Remitting sin is called forgiveness. You forgive them. You come change lords. And then you have to actually forgive people, forgive your perpetrator. Even if they're dead, call their name and say, I forgive you. I forgive you, daddy, for walking out of my life and for leaving a spirit of rejection in me that I have lived with all of the days of my life. I forgive you, Lord. I forgive you. I forgive you for hurting me. I forgive you for hurting my mother. I forgive you for what you did to my siblings. I forgive you. Whatever person, I forgive this teacher that called me by a particular name and they embarrassed me in front of the class and I have lived by the stigma of what you call me all of these years. I forgive them. You have to forgive people that offended you because the offense opens a doorway to Satan. There are many things that can open doorways to Satan. Involvement in their cults. You can be dealing with with seances and and Ouija boards and and all kinds of crazy stuff in in the occults and tarot cards and all of this kind of foolishness. And you can open a door to Satan. So you have to be very, very careful. Sometimes people get in stuff with Zodiac stuff and, 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 and you're reading your life. I mean, really? I mean, really? I mean, you know, they're only 12 months in a year anyway. So you mean that everybody born in this particular, we, we all dealing with the same manifest, really? I was born at night. I wasn't born last night. Repentance is the first step toward freedom then forgiveness forgive those who have trespassed against you lead that person in forgiving the people that have caused the offense because you can't get people free of demons who are harboring unforgiveness you can't get them free here's the third thing renounce renounce to renounce means to give up to refuse or to resign usually by a formal declaration It is to refuse to follow, to obey, or to recognize any further. It is saying, Satan, you've been having havoc in my life. I renounce you now. I renounce you. I'm giving this up. I'm resigning from this. The trouble that you've brought to me, to my life, all of the pain that I've carried, all of this stuff, the shame that I have have dealt with all of these years, I renounce that. I renounce you in the name of Jesus. Step one is repent. Step two is forgive. Step three is to renounce. You have to renounce the works of darkness. You have to renounce the work of the enemy. Notice 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 19. Nevertheless, God's solid foundation stands firm, sealed with this inscription. The Lord knows those who are his. And everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must renounce or turn away from wickedness it is our renouncing the wickedness 
We renounce the works of the enemy. We renounce the spirit, the nature of the spirit that is manifesting in the person's life. Have them to renounce it. I renounce the spirit of rejection. I renounce the spirit of rebellion. I renounce the spirit of lust. I renounce this, uh, the addiction here to drugs. I renounce it in my life. I am, I'm, I'm renouncing this thing. I, I'm giving up. I'm refusing to obey this any further. I am renouncing this. I'm renouncing. I've been a fool all of this time. I'm renouncing this now. I'm renouncing it. You repent. You forgive. You renounce. You have to renounce. You can't get people delivered who will not renounce the works of darkness. Number four, you then, after you've renounced, you command the spirits to go. You command the spirits to go. Notice something in Acts chapter 16, verse 17 and 18. This is a demoniac, this woman, she had a spirit of divination. And uh, she followed Paul and us crying out, These men are servants of the Most High God who proclaim to you the way of salvation. And this she kept doing for many days. And Paul, having become greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, it was a demon spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. She, she'd been walking after them, crying after them. She, this was a tormenting spirit. She was aggravating Paul had been, after, for several days. And once he discerned that spirit, then Paul commands the spirit to come out. You have to command, you have to command the devil. I mean, like it's a bad dog that's chasing after you and you have to say, get, get away from here. You, you don't just, oh, oh, no, no, no. Oh, don't, Johnny, go home. No, 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 go home. <laughs> you don't ask demons. You don't plead with demons. You command them in the name of Jesus. When you have authority, you command them in the name of Jesus. You command demons in the name of Jesus. You command them to go. You command them to go. Once that spirit has been renounced by the person, then you have the authority to command that thing to go, to come out of the person and to leave the premise. I remember this suicidal woman uh, that was brought to me many years ago. And she had so many demons, she tried three times to commit suicide and they rushed her to the hospital and pumped her stomach. And, uh, and when I called that last devil out of her, it manifested like a, a giant horse fly and it fell off on the floor and spun on its back. I had to then command it out of the room and then it flew off and left. And this lady, when that last demon left out of her, she had 19 devils in her. When the last one left out, she screamed to the top of her voice, fell out under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And when she came to, I gloriously led her to Jesus. But you know, prior to this time, I had shared my testimony with her. The more I shared, the greater in disbelief she became. And I said, Lord, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do for her. I said, I've told everything I know. And I said, Lord, you have the authority to be able to cast the demons out of her. I said, Lord Jesus, come now and deliver this woman. This is the first and only time that I've ever had an appearance of Jesus in the presence of another person. But Jesus came and stood between me and this lady. And I said, oh, thank God you're here. Now you can deliver her. 
And he said to me, I can't deliver her. He said, because I've given now power unto you. He said, all power was given unto me, and now I've given this power to the church. He says, the first sign that I said would follow believers in my word, and he quoted the verse and chapter. He says, did not you know that the first sign shall follow them that believe in my name? They shall cast out devils. And so now he begins to walk me through the process. I'm 15 years old. This woman, she's, a, she's an, old enough to be my mother. And I call those demons out. It just had the word of the Lord. At first, you know, I'd read in the Bibles where he, there was a certain number of demons. And I said, what is your name or what is your number? And they start calling out different names and different numbers. And Jesus said to me, hold no conversations with them for they're all liars. And he said to me these words. He said, what is known in my word will begin to operate in your life and ministry. You will begin to operate in the discerning of spirits. And no sooner than he said those words, her, her head turned transparent, and I then counted 19 horseflies that formed a chain link around her mind. And he says, these are the spirits that are inhabiting her. And, and he says, command them in my name to come out. I'm standing there, his back turned to the woman. She's about uh, six feet away from me. Jesus comes, stands in between the two of us, and he's narrating to me what to do. And I command them to come out, and I counted 18 of them that flew off unto the one in the center, the large one. He says, this is the one that's possessing and manifesting himself right now. Speak to this one again in my name, command him to come out. I did so, and I saw him fall on the floor and spin on its back. And he says, now command him out of the room. When that happened, she lifted both hands, screamed to the top of her lungs, fell out under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And when she comes to, I had something to talk to, because now she's free indeed. And she gladly accepted Jesus. It just blessed my life. You have to command the spirits to leave. And here's number five. You have to be filled then with the blessings of heaven. Be filled with the blessings of heaven. You know, Ephesians 5, 18 tells us, be being filled. Continue to be filled. Be filled with the spirit speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in, in, in your hearts to the Lord. So we... When we come into this, we should receive, you know, this thing with joy, and, you know, and salvation. We, we ought to fill ourselves with the word of God. We have to fill ourselves with God's spirit. We have to fill ourselves with God's love. We have to fill ourselves with God's worship because once demons have gone out of a person, there's a vacancy. And we've got to get them filled with the blessings of heaven because every space is going to be filled and if it's not filled with something good, it's going to be filled with something evil. Uh, Luke chapter 11, notice verse 24 and 25. When an evil spirit leaves a person, it goes into the desert searching for rest, another place to rest and live. But when it finds none, it says, I'll return to the person I came from. And so it returns and finds its former home all swept and in order. Nice and clean now. So, oh, isn't this and unclean them? Well, welcome back. See, here's the deal. He says, the original, uh, the King James Version says, it says, I will return to the house that I came from. Not merely the person, but the house. I'll come back to the house. These are familial household devils. There are some demons that are territorial demons. There are some that are familial demons. And the very demon that daddy wrestled with or that mama wrestled with, now the daughter is wrestling with and she doesn't realize mama has already dealt with this demon because the demon that tried to kill mama has now talked to her about suicide. Yeah. 
He said, I'll come back and I found the house clean. And that's why you can't just get delivered. You got to get filled. Be filled with the Spirit. You got to get the Holy Ghost. You got to be filled with the Spirit. You got to get the Word of God. You got to have the joy of the Lord. You got to have the love of God. You got to be filled with the things of God or else the devil will come back and find that you don't have anything on the inside of you. You don't have the Word in you. You don't have joy in you. You don't have love in you. You don't have peace in you. If he comes back and he notices that there's not a filling of good things, he says, I'm getting ready to come back with all of my junk now and this emptiness is going to cause them to start lusting after all kinds of ungodly things it's going to make them thirsty for stuff hungry for stuff that is not good for them and that will lead them back into the bondage and that's what he's doing to people today they have lost their identity and now they're manifesting the nature of a spirit that has come right from the pits of hell it is time for us church now I mean we've got to repent we've got to forgive we've got to renounce we've got to command these devils to go in the name of Jesus and then we've got to have the blessings of heaven to come down and say God fill me through and through with your Holy Spirit fill me Lord with the joy of salvation fill me God with your peace God I've got to have you and when you fill yourself with the word of God I'm just telling you there is a formula there is a formula to get you free where you are free indeed and you're resting in the peace of God in the joy of the Lord that is your strength I'm just here to tell you you can be satisfied with a little bit you don't have to have a mansion on the top of the hill you ought to be able to be able to say Lord I thank you that my rent is paid this month and I'm able to eat this, these beans and rice I just give you glory Lord I'm free indeed I am free indeed there are some people in big houses that are in bondage that can't sleep at night I'm just telling you that is a blessing in the name of Jesus of being able to be free to be free in your mind free in your spirit free to worship free to give God the glory free to be able to pray free to sing in the shower free to be able to dance in the spirit I'm just here to tell you today that there is a joy that comes unspeakable and full of glory on the inside I'm just telling you that when you let God get you free you don't let people hold you down any longer you have to say to the thing that were holding me down in my life in the name of Jesus I renounce that I send back the spirit of rejection I send back the spirit of disobedience and rebellion in the name of Jesus I renounce it and send it back to the pits of hell I command that thing to go in Jesus name you better be able to take these principles Take them back to your house. Take this two chest. You got a war chest now. You got a war chest now. To say, not on my watch. Devil, you've been trying to attack my mind. You've been trying to attack my marriage. You've been trying to attack my money. You've been trying to attack my body in the name of Jesus. You have to renounce every door that you have opened, every access to sin, every ungodly lust, every unnatural feeling, every thought that you entertain in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I'm just here to tell you that there is deliverance power, there's Holy Ghost power, there's anointing power to be able to go through the airwaves. It can touch a person through the internet and set them free from ungodly things that they've been dealing with and struggling with. Unclean spirit, unclean spirit, nasty spirit. We take authority over them. We bind them in the name of Jesus. They've already been bound up there. We lose the anointing of the Holy Ghost. We renounce the work of the enemy that has come to try to cause a spirit of confusion in the minds and hearts of people. Confusion over identity. Confusion over the purposes of God for their life. God, in the name of Jesus, 
May you so fill your people with purpose, 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 purpose. Let them have a fire of the Holy Ghost that burns on the inside of them, God, that won't take no for an answer, God. But we declare that we will walk in our authority as believers, treading upon scorpions and serpents and over all of the power of the enemy in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we take authority over panic attacks, anxiety attacks, nervous stomachs, disorder, sleeplessness, pain in your back. We take authority over tormenting spirits. In the name of Jesus, nausea, dizziness. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name, we renounce it, we renounce it. And we say, Satan, you got to go. You got to go in the name of Jesus. We don't ask it, we command it in his name. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I'm just telling you, he came to set the captive free. Be free in Jesus' name. I command the freedom of the Lord, the joy of the Lord, the love of God to abound in this place. And may Jesus be exalted. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Lord, we praise you. We give you glory and honor today. We give you glory and honor today. We give you glory and honor today. We give you glory. We give you glory. We worship you, Lord, in spirit and in truth, God. We declare that thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Forever and ever. Forever and ever, oh God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Forgive us every time that we walked in disobedience. Forgive us every time that we missed the mark. Forgive us every time that we walked out of the past. Forgive us every time that we ignored the leading of the Holy Ghost. Oh God, we pray in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God, we renounce rebellion. We renounce the works of darkness. We renounce witchcraft. In the name of Jesus. In the name we renounce involvement in the occult of the effects of drugs and alcohol. We renounce it. We renounce addictions in Jesus' name. Him that the Son sets free. Free indeed, free indeed, free indeed, free indeed. Suddenly, suddenly, they're back into their right mind. Suddenly, in Jesus' name. Clothed in their right mind. Suddenly, 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 in the name of Jesus. Walk in your authority. Use your keys. Jesus said, Behold, I give unto you the keys of the kingdom. Binding and loosing. Binding and loosing. Binding and loosing. No man can come in and spoil a person's house except you first bind the strong man. When you discover that strong man, that demonic spirit, you bind it in the name of Jesus. And you loose the anointing of the Holy Ghost. You loose the power of God. You loose the revelation of God. You loose God's spirit to do the work. You loose the anointing that will destroy burdens and undo yokes. You loose it. May miracles happen among us tonight. Miracles. Miracles. Of things that you've been struggling with in your flesh. Devil, you go in Jesus' name. Every demon, we command you in the name of Jesus. We speak with the voice of the authority of Jesus. 
You've had spirits trailing your life, manifesting themselves. We said tonight, we renounce you. That's it. That's it. Enough. We draw a bloodline right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We said that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. That's enough of his murderous lies. In Jesus' name. We renounce it in the name of Jesus. 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 We renounce it. And we declare that the glory belongs to God. To God be the glory. 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 And then you have to walk in the liberty wherewith Christ sets you free. Be not entangled again with that yoke of bondage. Because once he's been put out, he's coming back. He's going to try you again. He's going to try you again. He's going to try you again to make you think that what God did didn't last. But the devil is a liar. He's the one who doesn't laugh. Remember, whatever he tells you is a lie. It's a lie. When Jesus said, it is finished, he meant it. He finished all things from the beginning. He has already called it done in Jesus' name. He's called it done. And we celebrate him. We just thank him. We 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 thank him. Thanksgiving confirms your miracle. It is your way of saying, Lord, I receive what you sent to me. Lord, thank you. It is our acknowledgement, God, that the gift that you sent me, the liberty that you sent me, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Be free in the liberty of your minds. Be free. Be free in Jesus' name. You be free in the name of Jesus. Be free in it. You be free in it. Be free in it. Be free in it.